0: of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all
1: kings
0: who shakes the whole i from- Worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the lamb who was slain Worthy, Worthy, Worthy Oh, this is amazing grave you done for me good morning y'all
2: don't you just love to start off singing about what Jesus did for us I always tell my kids I'm like I don't Every morning, we, whenever we pray, we thank God for the cross because I never, ever want to forget like, that that's why we're standing here, that that's the reason we're here and the sacrifice that he made for us. So, Ooh, I love him. <laughs> Jesus, God, we just honor you today. You are so perfect, and you are so worthy. God, that is just as that theme ring, just rings in this place. You are worthy. You are worthy of all of our praise, of all glory and all honor. Jesus,
3: be lifted high in this place today as we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Numbers of the Son of Man, stories of a Savior, holiness with humans. for the trade you made no sound. You died for your accusers. And as your blood fell to
2: Listening to our set list on the way home and I was kind of frustrated so I was I, well, I was praying but I was like telling the Lord how I felt about some stuff and I was like you know um, frustrations that I feel you know as a mom or as a parent if you feel like your kids not really being done right you go mama bear and so I was like Lord I don't know if you know this but this happened and I'm just really frustrated while I've got our set list in the background and I just heard the Lord say, am I worth it? And I was like, what? Well, actually, you know, like all, the southern girl was like, sir? (laughs) Like, what? What do you mean are you worth it? Yeah, of course you're worth it. But the Lord just really, I don't know, when he just illuminates and he just reveals stuff to you, he's like, is it okay for her to go through that if she gets to know who I am and I get glory for it? And I went, yep, (laughs) it is. And I just, um, And it's that worship when I go, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, that you are so worthy and you are worth everything. And not that God will cause pain for us to go through, but he can use it. He can use it and bring beauty from it. So I don't know, maybe I just, uh, hopefully that will encourage somebody, whatever you're going through, if it's frustrating, if it hurts, he's worth it. He's worth you going, you know what, you're worthy of that, and I'm going to that, give that to you because I know that you can bring beauty from this. And really, I just want God to get glory from it. I don't want my daughter to get glory from anything. I want God to get glory from what he's going to do in her life. It is all about Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that you are so worthy. The perfect name of Jesus that we can turn to.
4: Father, I just pray that uh, I repent, Lord, for carrying burdens and heavy things. Lord, if you just declare that you are worthy. Lord, you are so worthy. And I just stand in awe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
5: He that began the good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. He that began the good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. For Christ is the author and the finisher of your faith. The question is not, are we going to make it based on his redemptive work? It's how we make it. Do we make it grateful? Do we make it vocal? Don't forget unoffered praise is only an opinion are we grateful are we trusting are we thankful it's how we make his name glorious we tell others oh he can be trusted and we live that so father we just humble ourselves before you today and we thank you for the opportunity that's ours to gather in the congregation of the redeemed and thank you O lord for this grace that's greater than all of our sin and failure Thank you, O Lord, for the love wherein you loved us before we were turned towards you, when we were outcast and undone, without hope and without you in this present world, and you found our hiding place. I'm grateful, O Lord, today. Grateful for all these years of keeping me and preserving me. And I look forward to the day of meeting you face to face, O God. I thank you that my confidence is not in any works that I've done or any efforts, but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which has been imparted to me. Blessed be your great name today, O Lord. Speak to us out of the volume of your book. Let the word of God become alive in us. Let us draw closer than we've been before we came in today. May we be purer of heart, mind, and thought. May we be faithful. May we be expressive and passionate. For you and towards you and may our witness be that which turns other people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and we thank you for all these things father in the name of your son the strong son of God and all God's people said amen would you give the Lord a hand this morning bless your name Lord bless your great name God Hey, before you're seated this morning, would you mind just spreading out and greeting one another in the love of the Lord today? Would you do that?
6: Good morning, guys. Am I on now? Thank you so much. Good morning, guys. If you guys will go ahead and make your way back to your seats, we'll get started this morning. So, by the amount of attendance here, I figure everybody pretty much survived the first day of school. Is that correct? First day of school, first week of school. Teachers, everybody, my kids were so excited and they cannot wait for Monday. Isabel's already done her homework that's due next Friday. She's just, she is raring to go. So I hope you guys had just as wonderful of a week. I know there's a lot of prayers prayed for teachers and students going back this week. So um, guys, good morning. My name is Kelly Wood and on behalf of my husband, John, and the rest of our staff here at Christ Chapel, I want to welcome you guys and say good morning we are so very glad that we get to worship together today it's such a privilege and um we're just glad that we get to do this with all of you if you're a first-time visitor with us today i hope that we managed to catch you as you walked through the double as you walked through the doors this morning um i know our greeting team has been praying and planning for your visit if for some reason though if they happen to miss you if you would just do me a huge favor and we have a greeting table in between the two doors in the lobby as you leave Um, if you just stop by that table we just like to put a gift in your hands we're not gonna track you down Um, of course we want to visit you if that's what you're open to any of our uh, leaders or elders can come Um, but we would just love to know that you're here and how we can serve you we want to let you know all the ways that you can get in touch with Christ Chapel and the things that are available for you in adult ministries, as well as um, her children's and student ministries. We've got so much for your family, and we just want to get you connected, so please stop by that table on your way out if you haven't already. Um, a couple of quick announcements before we start our video. One I need to mention, um, we are have the great privilege of we have a, a worship leader um, now, and Lauren Thomas has agreed to um, be lead worship for us. Yay, Lauren! <laughs> so you know, regular appearances on the stage, but we're um, we're so glad that she said yes to leading that, so I wanted to let you guys know. And one more thing before I ask for the announcement video. Um, we have got on August the 20th, Um, there's going to be a car wash. Our children's ministries, our stars ministries, and royal rangers are going to be doing a car wash from 9 30 a.m. to 2 30 p.m. on the 20th, and it's to raise money for missions. So please, it's donation based, so bring all your dirty vehicles. We've got some kids that are super excited to scrub on your cars. We'll take good care of them, but if you would just please come and support that, all the proceeds go to missions, and they're They have a big goal for raising funds for BGMC and other missions in October, so this goes towards that. If you guys will go ahead and play our announcement video, and then we'll have our time of offering.
7: Good morning, Christ Chapel family, and let me tell you something, we love our teachers. And right upstairs, we have a basket that is set aside just to show our appreciation for them. And if you are a teacher, please grab one of those and listen. If you know a teacher that needs some encouragement or you would be happy to deliver that, you could take one and deliver that to the teacher as well. We would love to let them know how much Christ Chapel loves them. right and right after service today we have meet your sunday school teachers that's right don't miss out on a chance to meet your sunday school teacher there'll be a desk out there we have them for every age group so don't miss it that is today after service and it is that time of year again that is right it is time to get going that's right we have sunday school starting up we have Wednesday nights starting up and you don't just want to miss these things we have classes for everyone so on the 10th that's right on the 10th mark that on your calendars we'll be starting up our Wednesday nights and then on the 14th we will have our official first Sunday school don't miss out on those All alright our impact and Royal Rangers support our missionaries And they have a car wash coming up just for that. It's on the 25th. We ask all of you to bring out your automobiles and let them take care of it. And remember, it's for a good cause. That is the missionaries. See you on the 25th. For more information, go to the app. All right. Attention ministry leaders. That's right. If you're a leader here in in our ministry, we have a church ministry conference on the 26th and 27th. We want you there. So if you want to go, please contact the office. Let one of us know so that we can get you on the list and give you the info and the details. That is the Church Ministry Conference on the 26th and 27th. And listen, if you just need to catch up with things and find out what we're talking about, the best way to do that is on our CC app. That's right, download that to your smart device and you can go in there and go to Calendar and just see all the things along with our classes and everything, go there for information. Or you can call the office, or you can check us out on ChristChapelMacon.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at ChristChapelMacon. Have a blessed day.
8: Um, for those of you that don't know, my dad is Tommy Grantham, a.k.a. Mr. Tommy, and he will be 80 years young tomorrow. So my family and I want to invite you back for a drop-in. It is a surprise. So when you are leaving today, everybody do not wish him a happy birthday because you don't have the Facebook notice yet, so don't don't wish him yet. Um, but we are having a drop-in dessert bar from 1 to 3 today and would love to invite you to come back and celebrate his many years. And instead of gifts, if you, I know a lot of you, your children, He's worked 22 years with children here in Christ Chapel. He was doing that before we came here. So a lot of those children are already teenagers. So if he's um, blessed your children, your family, and you could write a little uh, note to him, that would be wonderful. But we just would love to celebrate his blessed life. And it's a surprise, we hope. Here in the grill, um, it's a secret, 1 o'clock. But if you can't get in at 1 o'clock, anywhere between 1 and 3, just make sure he's not walking up in the parking lot when you are. (laughs)
6: All right, guys, and just to clarify, I'm not entirely sure, Jake says we're on the 20th for the car wash, but I don't know if we got our signals crossed, so please check the Christ Chapel app, and we'll try and clarify that next week, so um, let's do them both, yeah, anyway, one of them, I don't even know what day the 25th is, so anyway, it's a Thursday, so probably not, but um, anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) Pastor John will be out there washing cars for missions, is that right, if you come Thursday? Mm-hmm. did i have i just ended <laughs> just the hose yeah okay <laughs> all right guys um d- please don't forget you'll see as um you're leaving the sanctuary on either side but we do have our sunday school teachers who are over there and we would just love the chance to meet your family and your kids before they start this year you know we usually do grades by kindergarten first second third um, fourth and fifth so your teacher, you may have the same teacher from last year, but I do hope you'll stop by. We have a small gift that we want to put in their hands, and we'd love to meet you guys. Okay, without further ado, we are going to go ahead and um, complete this part of our worship service. We've had our time of singing praises unto the Lord, and we just want to give our church body an opportunity um, to pray together as a family over their giving. We have our baskets up here up front, and we um, As the music plays, just take a moment to pray with your family, and then Pastor John will come and pray.
5: Good morning church family. Uh, if I seem a little uh, weak, it's because I am. I don't know what hit me last week. All I can tell you is we went to Myrtle Beach and on the second day there, we had four days there, Kelly came down with some inter-continental, uh, interdimensional disease. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and she hacked and hawked for two straight days. I said, don't disease me. Don't disease me, whatever you do. And so we got home and it was like I was hit by a train, and you know, us older people, you understand, and so um, I, I, I'm, I'm not uh, infectious, I'm just old and tired, and my body isn't recuperating. but listen, don't, don't let my voice and my stuffiness fool you, my spirit's fine, and ready to preach this morning, would you stand with me, turn in your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 8. Looking forward to the men's Bible study this Wednesday. Don't forget our, our midweek services start back. Guys, we'll be in the first room, of course, to the left. As you know, studying the Word of God together. I look forward for you starting that off with us this fall semester. Uh, and thank you for your special giving last week. We uh, took in about half of what we need uh, for those things. So in the next week or two, we'll just receive one more offering. and that. Uh, not only went to meet the needs at the district campground, but we were able to buy uh, Christ Chapel East a, a computer, as well as some other things ministry-oriented. Oriented. So thank you for your faithfulness in giving. One verse this morning, but a whole lot of power. One verse that's pregnant with insight. And one, wor- one verse that if you would believe, Articulate, own, and build around. It will change the very fabric of your Christian life. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things, say it with me, all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. And we know... But do you know that all things, everything, works together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose? Very quickly before you're seated, let me tell you what this is not. This is not a hyper-charismatic teaching that says that everything is going to work out to your comfort and ease. That everything will work out to your pleasure. God's greater than that. It's not your desire, but his design. And God is able to use all these pieces and use them, not just bury them. Work them together for good. For those who love God and are called according to his, perfect, uh, his purpose. The entirety of God's word is perfect and profitable. But there are differences and emphases that are found when we rightly divide the word of truth that seem to zero in on where we are and turn all the lights on. This is one such verse. Its truth is simple, it's absolute, and it's without exception. It's the kind of verse that would be on heaven's phone system if you were ever put on hold. It is the anthem of those who have gone before us and the wisdom of those who remain. This one verse today is pure oxygen for those of you that can't catch your breath. It's shade for those of you who have been traveling in blistering sun and cool water for the one dying of thirst. It is morphine for the one living with unspeakable pain and sweet rest to the weary. It is a divine and unchanging truth that brings perspective and clarity to every situation because we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Very quickly, I'm going to squeeze in one more before you're seated because it's a rhythm that you have to have when you're preaching. You know, uh, How many of you guys, even if you're not a basketball fan, heard of Allen Iverson? Okay. Uh, this isn't an issue of character or conduct or body art or any of those things. You know, 10, 15 years ago, there came a thing in the NBA where you got a nickname and they choose, you know, the doctor and... the uh, you know the one that shuts you down and this and he was the answer and i thought you know that that's kind of arrogant but it was it was pretty fitting it said whatever you bring to the court i've got an answer for it put allen on it if we need points give allen the ball if you need to shut somebody down put allen on him defensively if you need to perk the team up and that was that was his little nickname this verse is the answer to every confusion in your life. I may not know how, but I am convinced that all things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to His purpose. Amen. By God's grace this morning, I want to speak to you the next few moments on the subject, the answer. Father, I just humble myself before you today. And uh, I thank you for the grace that you've granted my life. For if it were not for that grace, I'd be consumed. You know it and I know it. I pray today, Lord, for an anointing upon me and for strength and clarity of mind, O oh Lord. Give me a good wind today that I can uh, preach and not be a distraction. Uh, help my voice, Lord, and uh, my ability to swallow. Just, Just help me, Lord, to preach in such a way that your word is unhindered and that it would bring great glory to your Son by producing freedom in your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to speak to you today on the subject of the answer. Four quick points. I want to speak to you about our confidence, the pieces of our lives, God's control, and this promise. Our confidence, our pieces, His control, and His promise. Keep your Bible open. I want you to look at verse uh, 28. It said, and we know. Oh, there's a lot of difference between belief and knowing. Belief can be an abstract word that we just staple on anything. Uh, It's the difference between seeing somebody cooking a meal for the first time and they're going down the... um, cookbook page and they say I, be- I believe i did it right and grandma's sitting there she's 85 and she don't have no measuring cups or nothing she's just grabbing a pinch of that and she goes grandma are you sure i know what i'm doing difference between belief and no as you get older and you know some of you young guys are twice the size of your dad and you think you know you're growing up and you're feeling your oats and you're 17 don't grab him daddy knows tricks Daddy hit you with a lamp. (laughs) You know, no. See, you, you might think you're strong, but he knows where to hurt you and how to hurt you. There's a gap between, oh, I know that, and I know that. Imagine if your default setting to every negative impulse, to every loss, to every unanswered prayer and unanswered question every disappointment and every setback if your honest response was well let me tell you what i do know i know that all things work together for good because i love the lord and i'm called according to his purpose that person can't be mowed over they can be knocked down but they get up there's a, there's a resolve there there's a tenacity there there's a, this is a this is a knowing it's not a think and it's not a hope there is a strong gap uh, distance between thinking and hoping and knowing see this generation thinks they might get punished if they disobey listen if, if, if we did what our kids do today our folks would still be in jail <laughs> if, if there was a defects back then you know uh, you just knew you see these little kids in the in the store and their mama says something they go, ah! and you have this flashback to childhood and you know these young people don't know you, you get knocked out <laughs> you knew you knew you and you just go over there and you go, oh they're not going to hit them okay well, I just thought they were going to kill them I just you know you, you knew better than to do certain things. I cut up one I cut up one Sunday so bad and uh, I was on the piano with Mama, and she's playing and she goes, "Don't touch the key don't don't touch and I, ding ding. And she's like, I'm telling you, stop it, you know. Ding, ding. So when service was over, she grabbed me up and taking me down the middle aisle. I know where that aisle was leading. (laughs) There was a destination in place. And I started backpedaling with my feet. And Mama goes, oh no, we're going outside. I turned to the congregation I said, for the love of God, people, pray, pray. (laughs) I knew where that was going. This wasn't an idea. What meaneth this, mother? Where are we going? Tell me. No, I knew what was happening. This is our problem. We have an intellectual faith instead of a firm, reliant conviction in God. We'll know things. We we think and, you know, God is my co-pilot. No, baby, he owns the plane. He owns it all. He, He doesn't operate solely inside of time that's why he could tell you the book of Revelation history in advance our problem is our problem is not our problem our problem is that we don't see God clearly and we don't believe we don't believe we don't believe that every piece in our life the horrible pieces and the good pieces are in the hands of God and he's gonna weave them into the tapestry of his will This is the answer. All I can tell you is I know that all things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to His purpose. This is a deep conviction, an appreciation, and a trust in someone and something. If God says it, it settles it for me. saw a bumper sticker not too long ago that said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No, God said it, that settles it. Whether you join in on the party or not, the benefit to you is, Is the freedom that comes in knowing that God cannot lie. Not that he will not lie. He cannot lie. And if he said these things, all things, everything, everything works together for good. Only God can do that. Only God can take abuse, misuse, neglect, betrayal, sorrow, pain, victories, celebrations, only he can do that. Could be that when the devil comes knocking, we don't have the answer. That if God be for us, who and what can ever be against us? There's some people that have belief, but it's not personal. You believe more in mama's God than you do your God. You believe more in daddy's God and my grandma, my my mama's my rock, or my my daddy's my rock. There's one rock. And you need to know him for yourself. Could it be, could it be that the great seasons of difficulty that you are experiencing are, are designed and allowed and facilitated so that you can have your own stories about God? Your own stories about God. Remember when Gideon said, where's the God of Moses? And where's the God that did all these things for Israel? And he was telling someone else's stories. And God said, I'm right here. You just ain't got none of your own stories. You've got to live long enough and believe personally enough for your things to weave into good. They are never good, but they are woven into good. Now, this is this message is not about me, and sometimes I tell you these things from my past, and you know you say, "Well, he, he's told us that," but there's there's new people here, but there's only like two or three landmark things in your life, maybe four, you know, that define you. When when my wife left uh, years ago, now um, 18, 19 years ago. Uh, my life, as I knew it, ended, and uh, I've never prayed for anything in my life more than I prayed for her to come home and I, us to be back where we're to be. We know that God hates divorce, and uh, even though divorce was not my idea, you. I'm the priest of my home and I'm responsible. And, okay. So I prayed and 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 I fasted and I prayed and I prayed and it didn't happen. And, you know, I'm standing in front of a church and you got a big D hanging around your neck and you feel like a failure and a loser and all of those things. And, you know, the devil's, oh, yeah, preach it to him." preacher tell them how that Jesus is is stronger tell them about how great God is and tell them about overcoming it was it was difficult it's difficult when your life doesn't match up to your faith but God doesn't lie so I just present this to you divorce God hates it he said he hates it It was not his idea and it was not his plan so I lose 50 60 pounds went through horrible depression and in the room praying for my wife to come home is a young lady who was hardly dating because she said I'm not dating anybody that doesn't love Jesus as much as I do that kind of makes the pool narrow doesn't it or shallow in praying for my wife to come home for two years on a Tuesday and Friday was my wife I didn't see it coming. You know she didn't see it coming. She's beautiful, you know, uh, in her 30s. Oh, God, send me a divorced, uh, broken, shattered man that's depressed. Please, oh, God, fulfill your promise, you know. Now, I'm heading somewhere with this. I asked her, would it, you know, weird you. She watched me for two and a half years or four years waiting for my wife to come. I said, would after her divorce against me was final, you know, would, would, would it weird you out if your pastor asked you out? She said, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Righteous. So we date for a while, and we get married, and the Lord grants us two little girls and a little boy. Now watch. If this horrible peace hadn't happened, And I know that that was not God's will for that to happen. Would I have my wife and my babies? No. Having my wife and babies does not give people justification to leave their spouse and be a fool. But He takes pieces that are obliterated and He weaves them with His power and glory into beautiful things. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He doesn't always use the same pieces. He doesn't always use the same location. Did I, I didn't deserve the beauty of the first person. I sure didn't deserve the beauty of the second person. It's not an issue of deserving. It's an issue of God's goodness. And if you can see that the blessings of the Lord have way more to do with His nature than yours, God is good. Of course I can believe for goodness. He's good. But you have to know for yourself. You have to hear the testimonies of those of us who He's healed our body. Those of us He's healed our mind. And you've seen us come out on the other side, pushed down, the dirt was put on top of us, buried, and we come out again and said, God is able... To make these things, work them together for good. A deeper appreciation for someone that loves you now. A deeper appreciation for being a father. A deeper appreciation. Don't give up because you can't see how your pieces can turn into something else. God don't need your help. He's not going to ask you your opinion. What do you think I ought to do with these? I don't know. Throw them away, I guess. we know. To know this truth and all the truth found in God and His Word. To know this one verse that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. That brings clarity and understanding. It brings life and strength. It brings confidence and trust. It brings prayer and songs of expectation. It brings peace and joy. The entrance of God's Word gives life and light. So if I know God is working all things for my good, how can I be defeated? I can be down. I can be. Listen, you can be disappointed and have the victory. You can be disappointed. You can be in seasons of lack, but the trust in God is God. Here's your trust God cannot be different than he is. And if he's good, then he's good. If he's a restorer, he restores. If he's faithful, he'll be faithful to you. If he's working, he's working. And the story of the creation is not just how the earth was made. It's how he brings uh, chaos into beauty and order. Number two, very quickly, I want to talk to you about our pieces. I talked to you about our confidence. You got to get to the place of knowing, guys. Not just thinking, hoping, saying we believe, but Knowing knowing. Number two, the pieces. Look in your Bible. That all things, underline that, all things. I put pieces, you can say things. Not some, not most, a few, or select ones. The pieces that make up your life and those found outside of your life. The pieces that came before you and those that will follow. All things work together. Your history. Your great-grandparents. How many of you ever did uh, uh, either an ancestry thing or you go to your grandmothers and they got pictures of all your relatives? And, you know, you've always wondered why your head was shaped like a squash. And then you you see your great-uncle and you go, my Lord, that looks just like you, Daddy. What happened? Well, those were pieces (laughs) that came before you that are connected to you. Listen, economic pieces. Your great-great-grandparents may not have had anything. Your grandparents and your parents, and we didn't grow up with privilege or something. All those pieces. So see, he takes all the pieces before you were born. When you come into faith, it all starts to come together, and you see little things like this when he told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. That'll short-circuit all your theology. Before I was, I knew you. If that is true, then there is no limit to his understanding, and capacity, and power. So why am I worried about this one little blip on the screen when you were organizing my pieces before there was a me? I'm not trying. That's not. I'm not trying to wow you. I'm, that, but that'll blow your circuits. Before the seed of my father hit the womb of my mother, he knew me. And he also told Jeremiah, and I've already ordained you to be a prophet. I've already not only planned these things. When he tells you, when you see the book of Revelation written thousands of years before it happens, he says, I'm showing you history in advance. How can he tell me that all things work together for my good? Because he's already at the end. That's good, isn't it? The pieces. The seen and the unseen. See, there are people in this room, they have things that has happened to them that no one else in this room knows. And there are things that have been withheld from them that no one else knows. The seen and unseen, the known and unknown, the chosen by me and those chosen for me. All those pieces. The pieces I created and the ones I inherited. The pieces that I didn't ask for, the ones that were undeserved, the ones that were unclaimed and mislabeled. And I'm trying to make it so broad that it's hard to take in. That's what I'm trying to do to let you know. There's all types of pieces that you weren't even aware of till I gave you a category. The pieces that scarred you and the pieces that scare you. The missing pieces, the substituted pieces, the damaged pieces, the foreign pieces. Everything that's happened to you and everything that's been withheld. Things that bring you rest and the things that keep you up at night. Listen to your pastor this morning. The things that make up your present life. The pieces of your present life are not nearly as important as the hands that hold them. we are so concerned about the pieces that we don't see the God whose the earth is his footstool. He said, "I, I, I already, John, I orchestrated your life the end before you were born. And there's all these things that happen to us that we try to make sense out of. It does not make sense till you see the end of the movie And we are found in Him and whole and glorified and forgiven and and esteemed and accepted. And there will be no more sorrow, no crying, no pain for the former things have passed away. The Bible tells us that there will be no capacity. You will never experience sorrow again. You'll never be tired again. Amen. You'll never feel those things. Again, it's the end of the movie. It's not that it's good here. It's that every piece is woven into the end of the story. Every every void pushes you towards his glory. Every lack, every scar. My daddy died when I was a little boy, and that makes me want everyone to know what it feels like to be held and hugged by a father. Because of that void, it pushes me towards that, you see. All these pieces, you're trying to get them to fit together with your limited view. And God's looking down from heaven saying, you've not not even considered your great-great-grandmother. And you wonder why you worry like you do, but she worried, and your grandmother worried, and your mama worried. But I wanted to show that lineage and show you, as the first one that lives a life full of peace and rest, to show them the power of God in this generation. That you're not always going to have all the answers. You're not going to have all the answers. That's why you need the answer where you can say, I don't know how it all fits together. And this isn't a cop out, this is a confidence. I can't tell you what all God's doing, but I know that all things work together for my good because I love the Lord and I'm called according to His purpose and He will not, cannot fail me. So what if your pieces are broken? What if your pieces are dirty? What if your pieces are inadequate or insufficient? What if there's some pieces missing? What if you forced some pieces down and broke off the ends? So... Why do you think He tells you He creates? <laughs> if something's missing, He just creates. If something's broke, He just fixes. One of the glories of the Church of Jesus Christ is limping worship. Worshipers who can't get their arm all the way up, but their heart flows tears, and they love the Lord, and they're dragging a leg, but their heart beats passionately. For God, knowing that in that day, when this mortality puts on immortality. and Stacy, when our weakness puts on strength and we stand in the glory of the sun, and all of earthly's limitations and lack fall away and are dissolved, and then His intentions are seen and, and the angels hide their faces and say, who, "Who are these?" And the answer comes back, "Those are the redeemed of the Lord." Those are the redeemed, undeserved, but but the redeemed nonetheless. Do you know the answer? The answer to that which is causing you such deep sorrow. Let's very quickly look at his control. It says he causes them to work together. Which means like a fellow worker to cooperate in harmony with. I love harmony. I got my buddy Ben here that's a musician and others that are pianist and vocalist. And then you have those that are really like master uh, uh, vocalist, and they can hear the nuances. My mama played for years and years, and someone will play in the church, and mama goes, "Oh, she can play." I thought I thought everybody else could play. Mm-mm, not that one. This one here can play. So what do you mean? She goes, "It's it's." You're not trained. You don't. Watch. This is so good. You don't hear what I hear because you don't know what I know. Well, it's just music, isn't it? No. You can't hear what I hear because you don't know what I know. That's the problem with the believers. We're this shallow in the Word of God and we don't know. And when you know, that things work together and you know that God is in control you hear what other people don't hear you feel what other people don't feel I know that he is working things in harmony what you hear is an off note I hear is something that bolsters up that which he did in me last year and and it comes together it works in harmony together these pieces have worked together They are working together and they shall work together. They are brought into divine harmony by the will, direction and command of the conductor. Let me show you the difference between someone that understands music and someone that doesn't. I I love music, I used to be a a DJ before. You didn't have to be able to sing to uh, be a musician Um, and put things together and you'd see the orchestra and you'd see that guy up there with two little sticks. And I go, they don't need that man. That's somebody that doesn't doesn't know what music is. Well, he got two little chopsticks. What's he going to do? These people can play. You ask the musician, they say, oh, no, no, no. We need him. That's the conductor. What do you mean? Can't you play without him? I can play by myself without him. But I'm dependent upon the people playing before me and the ones playing after me and the ones playing at the same time. Keep your mouth off our conductor. He knows what he's doing. And he's intricate to harmony. Aren't you glad that in heaven is the divine, perfect conductor orchestrating every piece of your past, present, and future for good? That's just the answer, man. (laughs) It gives me heaven's oxygen in the worst of times. This, This control that God has is active because he is active. It is working because He is working. And it's effective because He is effective. This promise of things working together often contradict common sense. They contradict our experience. They contradict the opinions of the masses. And the simple processing of what is seen, what is known, what is available. When you look at your life and you say, Is God working? And you can't trace it. Watch, this is so rich. It's simple, but you'd be surprised how many people don't know this. So they, they, they see this verse, and someone will say, or their own heart will say, can you see what God is doing? Can you see him working? And the honest answer, no. And I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm staying up at night. I'm praying. I'm looking. You want to say, sometimes, darling, you have to close your eyes so you can see. What? What? The just do not walk by sight, but by. So if I can't see it, I see it. And my spirit man goes into the word of God. John, I can't lie to you. John, I'm perfect. As for the Lord, John, his way is perfect. He is a buckler to those that trust him. Didn't I tell you that if you'd believe, John, you'd see the glory of God? And before long, my dark eyes start to see. And I realized that I don't have to see him working to know that he is working. Because my spirit man knows when a woman's pregnant and the baby starts to form in her womb. And to the natural eye, you can't see anything going on. My husband will say something real smart like, you sure you're pregnant? Your mama told me you were smart. (laughs) Uh, She'll take his hand that first time. She goes, come here, Bubba. Put your hand right here. What? What? Oh, what was that? That's your boy. The natural realm. By the time you know it in the natural realm, it's already been happening for a long time. Do you know, Holly, God's working on tomorrow before you were ever tomorrow and he's, he's working, he's working, he's working. So what does the knowledge, what does the firm, reliant, exclusive trust bring? Freedom. Freedom to stop maneuvering and manipulating. If our musician would come please. Always trying to work and help. and It doesn't mean we're not supposed to do our part, but there should be a laying down of your head on the pillow and saying God I trust you with a deep reliant hope-filled trust that puts my soul at ease I can weep myself to sleep and still be confident the weeping just means I'm hurting but still be confident in you work together he's causing them to work together things that couldn't even hold hands in life. So he's got shattered John and hopeful John. Puts them together. Divorced John and married John. Watch. Sterile John and Papa John. Come here. People holding hands don't even know each other. How are you going to do this? How are you going to weave this together? Because I'm God Almighty. And by the time I'm done, you're going to worship me. I just felt my spirit, man, leap in my soul when I say that by the time I'm done you're gonna worship me you're gonna stand and say blessed be the name of the Lord for he hath done great things for me and in me and for me and his promise is to those that love him according to his purpose his promise is not to the world His promise is not to those who profess His name, but to those who love Him and live according to His rule. That's all you have to do. Do you love the Lord? It's the greatest commandment. Love, not like, not approve, not name, love the Lord. If you love the Lord and you live under His rule, this is your answer for all that you face and have faced and shall face. God is not saying that all the pieces are good, but that he is working them together for good. And the promise of working together for good is for today, even if the realization of that good may be tomorrow. This faith transcends the temporary, brings into reality the eternal, and giving clarity, buoyancy, strength, and confidence to the heart and mind of the believer. David said a verse in Psalms 27 that I've used many times in my Christian life because I know I experienced it. Mama Sheila, he said, I'd almost fainted, which meant I felt strength leaving my body. I almost, my body almost gave way where my will was to keep walking. I almost fainted, but I straightened myself. I waited to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I waited to see... God work I just wonder okay we're we're not using me because I'm the standard I'm the least among this church I I, I truly believe that chiefest of sinners I wonder if in heaven you ever wonder if our family gets to see any parts I I don't know grandma gets to see we don't know God can do anything he wants to it's his home Know. So I wonder if daddy got to watch When the faith was being tested And I wonder Just hypothetical, I wonder if the Lord says Hey Roger watch your boy He's going to collapse And he's going to lose his grip on me But I'm not going to lose my grip on him Watch this I'm going to let His life be pillaged." And I'm going to bring him back in front of a congregation. And they're going to watch him come back from the dead. Still flawed. Still with his immaturities and weaknesses. But they're going to see that I can take the worst of things. And do beautiful things with it. Before we sing our closing song. Many of you have heard this illustration. and Those of us that are married. the Young guys you may not know this yet. But you will when you get married. There's a difference in rugs. We think Sam's, $39, five by eight. And then you go in a store, and there's a 10 by 10 rug, and it's six grand. And the guy goes, that's oh, a bass boat. What you talking about, a rug? That's a bass boat. No, that's a rug. It's a Persian rug. They must have killed a lot of Persians, it. $6,000, $7,000, $10,000. And what about my Sam's one? Ain't that just as good? Flip them over. What? Flip them over. And the back kind of looks like a diluted part of the front one that the Sam's, you know. But you flip that Persian rug over, and it is absolute chaos. Thousands and thousands of different strands, and fabrics, and textures, and colors. But on the other side, it's beautiful. I've been waiting all morning to tell you something. There's a day coming, and God's going to flip your rug over, and you're going to say, And you're going to look past the rug and go, I love you, Lord. My life, I love you, Lord. I should have known. And I wish someone had told me that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So when are you going to make that verse yours? This is not name it, claim it. This is believe it and live it. And be free. Would you stand with us this morning? Brian, would you cue that last song for us? I want us just to take our time. This is not for entertainment purposes. This is to sing to the Lord and make it a a response to this message this morning.
9: to this message today it it brought up so many memories of the places where God has pushed me and pulled me and carried me through all the sharp stones and the thorns and the, the roadblocks and the speed bumps and the seemingly dead ends that has brought me to this point and it's not forgetting those things it's remembering those things that gives me hope for all the thorns and the sharp rocks and the hot days and the dead ends and the, and the speed bumps moving ahead because all of those things were on the road to lead me to where he brought me today that I'm so thankful for. And it gives me hope knowing that when I see those things again, they are just things in the path of where he's taken me tomorrow. The Bible asks this question, who has done anything for the Lord that he should repay them? And I, and I take that to heart because it's, not because I'm good, it's not because I've done anything special, it's because he loves me and he loves you the same. And that gives me hope for tomorrow, that I don't have to perform, I don't have to perfect, I just have to turn my face to him and love him. Let's pray, Father God, I I thank you for the opportunity to be in this house today and to hear your word that rang so true in my own heart and my prayer for everyone listening under the sound of my voice is that it rang true for them too God I pray that as we leave this place we would not leave this message and what your Holy Spirit has done here in this room that we would carry it with us and you would seal it in our heart so that as we walk towards the next thing and the next location and the next destination that you have for us every time we experience disappointment dishonor disgrace loss all those things that the enemy would use to shame us and have us draw away from you, that, God, we can look back and say, you've already done such great things because you're faithful. You're still able to do great things and move us past it. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for this word today and that you make all things Not some things, not the things that we like or the things that we plan or the things that we understand, but all things work for our good because you love us and we love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we all pray, amen. Christ Chapel, we love you so much. Have a great Lord's Day.